We're back. Today on Seeking Wisdom, actually, this is all you. Give us the intro. Today on Seeking Wisdom, we're going to talk about the one question that nobody ever asks you when you're going to start a company. Are you ready for the struggle? Woo! <laughs> Uh-oh, watch out. First, uh, before we get into this, we got to give a shout out to one of our loyal listeners. Uh, his name is Vig. Viganesh. Nor- a young boy at Northeastern. He's mm-hmm. an engineer. Uh, he loves when we talk about hard work. So we're going to do another episode today about, <laughs> <laughs> about hard work. Yeah. Um, so, so anyway, this, this has been something we want to talk about a lot. We've talked about the grind. We've talked about the struggle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but um, mm-hmm. there's been a bunch of things, a bunch of books that we've been talking about and reading. One of them was uh, this Jason Lemkin book that we've talked about a bunch. Mm-hmm. And, From uh, Impossible to Inevitable. Yeah, great. Get it. Get it. Tweet at us. We might send you a copy. All right. Um, and so basically he talks about in this book, like the one thing that people don't understand, and this could be starting a company, this could be joining an early stage company, yep. is how long it actually takes. Yeah. And so uh, I, there's this section in the book, so I've been reading, rereading, whatever, this book, and I started to Snapchat out a couple of uh, pictures of a couple of my um, highlights in there, and I also put them on Twitter. If you're not following me on Snapchat, get on it, decancel. But anyway, I was surprised, and I showed it to Dave, how many people reacted to these uh, quotes from this (laughs) book and, you know, didn't know people wanted to talk more about this because we're known about talking about hard work. Yeah, we talk uh, about hard work. All the time. And so uh, I didn't didn't know that people wanted to talk about it, so... Here we are. We're talking about yeah. the struggle. So what it, uh, I want to hear you, like you and your career, and what this means. Because when we, we were kicking around, like we're always kicking around ideas, and we you know throw a bunch of ideas in Trello, or whatever, save them for future episodes. Yep. And one of them, I'm gonna put you on the spot. Is you mentioned this to me, like this idea of uh, you talked about your career being the 10 year overnight success. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love the 10 year. So I think people always. Uh, talk about the 10,000 hour rule, which is you know uh, from Malcolm Gladwell's yeah. book. And I think yeah, that misses the point. I think the, in reality, it's 10 years, right? It's the 10 years yeah. of obscurity. And uh, be, when people hear, and the reason I think there's a difference is when people hear the 10,000 hour rule, especially if they're overachievers, they think that they can just cram it in as short a time as possible and they're just going to power through it. And they're missing the point. It's a function of time, right? Of, and going through that, through that 10 years. And anyone that's um, high performance high, and successful whether they're an athlete, whether they're in whatever realm they're in, they've put in the 10 years, and those are the 10 years that no one talks about. It's the 10 years that uh, it's not sexy to talk about, and that's the stuff we like to talk about on Seeking Wisdom, right? It's the 10 years that Bill Gates spent uh, in, locked in his office, slept in his office, and for 10 years, as he says, from, from 20 to 30 years of age, he said, Bill Gates said, he never took a day off, not even once. He slept in his office and he worked. And then, of course, you know, in his 30s, he was an overnight success. But nobody wants to talk about the 10 years where, yeah. the 10 dark years where he was in his office sleeping in there and never took one day off, not ever. I mean, we talked about, um, actually, we haven't done this episode yet, but a book that we've talked about a lot is Phil mm-hmm. Knight, Shoe yes. Dog. And he did the same thing. The whole book 
the whole book is basically, you know, you know Nike now, and you're like, mm-hmm. oh my god, mm-hmm. this this you know lucky motherfucker yeah, he yeah. built Nike, right? Mm-hmm. But if the book is actually about the struggle from like the mid '60s all the way up to the '80s, where Nike was like just he was floating money all the time, you know, they they were barely a company for yeah. 20 years, and sleeping in a warehouse and working on it, and he had a full time other job while doing this full time job of starting Nike. And the point isn't to make it sound depressing. The point isn't to be like, oh, you just need to work hard. And, uh, of course, you know, all the people who, um, not haters, I won't call them haters, but uh, I'm going to call them something nice. Okay. Uh, There are lots of people who take something like this and then they say, oh, all you're saying is you just need to work hard. What about working smart? No, duh. Right. Of course you need to work smart. No one is saying just bang your head and work dumb. Right, that's so obvious and so uh, such a dumb statement to say. But people take it to the extreme, and I find that those people that want to always argue about working smart versus working hard are the ones that are doing neither. Yeah, and it's funny because there's always the sexy examples are the are the you know overnight success but stories. They're, they're but true. I mean, we just went down and you could list anybody, right? Mm-hmm. You talked about. Uh, you talked about Bill Gates. Mm-hmm. We talked about Phil Knight. Mm-hmm. You mentioned uh, Malcolm Gladwell's 10,000 hours thing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. This actually came up. I was listening to uh, Seth Godin on a podcast this weekend, yep. rival podcast of ours. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bring it. <laughs> and he, he said, you know, this is, the th- this is the same thing. Everybody wants to look for the shortcut. Yes. Nobody wants to think about, you know, the Beatles playing in strip clubs, uh, mm-hmm. you know, before they were real. Mm-hmm. And he called it the long cut. I love that. I'm always out there looking for the long cut, right? Yeah. And that is that is that the that is the path to build something of value. Yeah. And I think I think it's inspiring. So I think people hear this and they hear about struggle and working hard and all this kind of stuff and they they're kind of um it kind of it seems sad or it seems like uh, depressing or whatever. And I actually think it's inspiring for a number of reasons. It's inspiring because if you focus on the long cut, you are doing what most people will not do. And therefore, there's very little competition in the long cut, right? There's a path. So it's, it's basically saying to you that you can do this too. It's accessible. Mm-hmm. You just need to do one thing that most people are not willing to do, mm-hmm. right? And, uh, and so it, in my mind, it almost demystifies how to get to this end goal, right? Because it's, there's a clearer path than, oh, they just had some skill or they just got lucky or they just whatever. No, they were willing to do this long cut, put in the, put in the time. And I think the other reason people get it wrong is that most people, a lot of people, are doing things um, for work uh, to support themselves that they hate. And so, or they, they don't like and they live for the weekends and, uh, and they don't actually like their job and they're not learning and progressing at the thing that they do most of the time. So then they take that and then when you talk about working hard, all they can imagine is doing something that they hate, just more of that. Right? right, versus people who are trying to fulfill their personal goal, and they're just doing that in a work context. But it's not about the business goal. It's actually they're trying to fulfill and grow as a person, and uh, and they're just doing that in a business context. And for them, when you see those people, they don't see it as work. They don't see it as like uh, being obsessed. They see it as like they're fulfilling their goal, uh, and not it's it's just not about working more hours. Yeah, and I think if you that's a good point, right? If you think about it as this is going to take 10 years, puts everything in perspective. Mm-hmm. A, you got to love it. Yes. Or and and you should want to do it for that long, mm-hmm. right? If 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 this is something you love, why do you want to do it for 6 months and then be out? Mhm. 
Um, but also it puts it in perspective for when things are going shitty and it's harder. It's like, okay, we're in this for the long haul anyway. So it doesn't matter if, you know, today wasn't the best day or we're not making as much progress in this moment because we don't have a six month, a year. It's not going to be over within a year. It's a, it's a longer, a longer journey than you want to admit that it is. Exactly. It's a long season. And, uh, a lot of times, many times, right? Like, people, companies win the attrition, meaning that they win because everyone else gives up, <laughs> right? It's yeah. a mar- and it's just like a marathon, yeah. right? You can have great sprinters, get great mid, mid-distance mid runners, but like most people will fold, right? Mm-hmm. And it's really those endurance athletes that, that make it through that struggle. Um, all right, so what, what, do we, what do we give people like as a, as a takeaway to this other than it's about hard work. Yeah. And, and it's, about, it's about well, the think, struggle. I think you should pick up uh, Jason's book. Yeah. Uh, Jason and Aaron Ross wrote that book. It's a good book. He puts it in perspective. I thought, you know, those, that chapter uh, really were, was kind of on the level of the hard thing about hard things, which is one of my favorite books by Ben Horowitz. And I think it just gives you a perspective that uh, despite what economy you're in and what context you're in, like... Uh, that this thing is really hard. It's not for everyone, and that you, that's not a positive or negative thing. It's just for certain people that want to to prove themselves. Just like getting into some competitive sport might not be for everyone. It's just you you need to self select into this thing. And I just like the way that he phrased it. So yeah, I think it's a good good book to the read. The question he asks, he says, uh, you know, he talks to people that might be VPs at a certain company. And then they come to him, and they're like, I want to start, I want to start a company. Like, I'm ready. I'm mm-hmm. ready to leave this big company and start mine. And he says, the first question I ask them is, are you prepared to give a full 24-month commitment to hit initial traction? Yes. Not 12 months, not 18 months, 24 months. That's a great takeaway. Two years. He said six months isn't enough, 12 isn't enough. It's going to take you nine to 12 just to get the product right, and then another six to 12 months to figure out how to get real revenue. Exactly. That's a great takeaway. So like, if you're thinking about... Uh, Starting something at some point, I'd say use Jason's litmus test of, you know, are you really ready for 24 months? I think another thing that he said in there was um, when you're making a decision, like, uh, and this might be to join an existing uh, new company, a startup company, is are you there to learn or are you there to earn? And if you're there to, most of the times you're going to be there to learn, and it's not really unless you're one of the founders or one of the few people on the executive team that you really put yourself into, or, you, you know, you, you hit the one in a million Facebook or, or Googles in the world early, are you really there to, to earn, right? Yeah. Uh, and so I think it's an important thing because people get confused about that. Like, go into something like most of the time thinking that you're there to learn, and anything else is gravy. Yeah. Anything else is awesome. But really, I'm just here to learn. Yeah. I love it. All right, let's do this. Uh, it's been a good month, and so I'm feeling kind of generous. And so uh, the book is called From Impossible to Inevitable. And uh, let's do this. we got a lot of people to do this. So I, I, I'm going to send, if you tweet at us, at Drift, screenshot your little podcast app of how you're listening to us. Once you hear this, and it's at the end of the podcast, so you had to make it all the way to get here, first of all, mm-hmm. uh, send us a screenshot, at Drift, and uh, we're going to send copies of this book to the first two people that do it. So better hurry up, get those tweets in, and, and uh, we'll send you the book. If not, go buy it anyway. It's, it's worth it. And uh, you know, don't forget about the struggle. Let, let's go up a notch. Let's Uh-oh. go 
Let's Uh-oh. triple that. The first six people. <laughs> I always got to warn up. Let's triple that. The first six people okay. to tweet at us. We're going to send them a copy of Damn. the book or audio book, whatever you like. Yeah, we'll send you whatever format you want. If you're a Kindle person, we'll, we'll, we'll get it to you on the Kindle if you want. If you want a hard, a hard copy, we can get you that too. So there you go. That's why I keep uh, DC around, so he can always keep upping my numbers. This is a similar pattern. To, <laughs> this is a similar pattern. This is what high, I do. High, yeah, this, what you, this is a little inside baseball. Whenever you set a goal, if you hit the goal, it's like, okay, great. Now we got to triple the goal. So that, that's, that's called how the he DC works. playbook. So whenever FYI. I say two, he says six, and that's how we got to six books for you. Woo! All right, we'll talk to you later.